And now, back to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. Hello and welcome to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm really good looking. Mm. Amen. <laughs> it's a visual podcast, so I don't know that the, the Chalk Squad understands this, but but Andrew, Andrew's coming in here looking like a hunk tonight. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, it's, it's Magic Mike Tearaway Pants time. Cue pony. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, what, that's what we do here. We talk about Adventures in Odyssey and we strip. Yeah, you know? <laughs> It's, it's the beauty of an audio medium is is you really just you get it in the tone of our voice that we're naked even though with even though you're not actually seeing it mm-hmm. it's very intimate yeah dylan's abs look great right now the uh the episode we're talking about today is um episode 446b the seven deadly dwarves um and today, Andrew is uh, representing the Dwarf of Lust. Amen. Yep, yep. I am, uh, and Dylan is representing the sin of, uh, or the Dwarf of Pride. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Good work. Thank Good you. work. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, it's an episode. Um, it does exist. <laughs> it first aired May 13th of 2000. <laughs> It was written by Jim Ware, mm-hmm. and it was directed by Phil Waller, and we. this is the final split episode. This is the last split one. They decided after this, no more. Yeah. This is this this is where it ends, guys. Split episode summer has come to an end just in time for Halloween. This is the 500th day of summer, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is... It's it's depressing in all honesty that there's no more of these because they're so crazy. You want to hear you want to hear a, a a a dumb nothing that just popped into my head that I got to share, hmm. which is so you know 500 days of summer. It was got it's got the parentheses around yeah, yeah, 500 yeah, yeah. days yeah. of summer. I my uh, my idea years ago for a Phineas and Ferb watch along podcast was 104 in parentheses days of summer. That's great, actually. That is, that is. I'm sure that exists on the internet now because it's too good of an idea to not have been thought of by somebody else as well. I don't know, man. Nobody came to Wadfam Chalkpod before us. True, true. Shout out to the Wadfam Odd Pod, <laughs> which is the same joke, except they decided to make it make sense, and we just went, eh, eh. <laughs> the world what famous it, chocolate podcast. Right. What if it doesn't make any sense? What if it doesn't mean anything? What if it's just word association? Nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, <laughs> I don't know where we're at here. Oh. This episode is insane. <laughs> yeah. In such such a good way. I, uh, I've got a special place for it. It, uh, it has a 70%. On mm-hmm. the wiki with 51 votes, wow. which I think is really evidence that the reclamation of these episodes has mm-hmm. like occurred mm-hmm. because like 
Seven Deadly Dwarves and Bethany's Flood are oft-regarded mm-hmm. worst episodes of Odyssey. Yeah. And uh, the wiki people clearly disagree at least a wee bit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, we kind of like this It's not worse one. than Maury. <laughs> it, oh, no, it's not. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like looking back on, you know, looking back on the past and just being like, oh, yeah. Remember when things were like goofy and chill and not mm-hmm. like particularly loaded mm-hmm. and yeah that's like you miss the, it yeah, yeah it sounds real, nice. real rose-colored glasses on this episode it's like it takes us back to simpler times when you know odyssey's main concern was entertainment main? yeah i mean sound effects i don't presumably? think I, to be to be clear i don't think odyssey's main concern was ever entertainment no but i feel like I don't know. I feel like the combination of this stuff and the Novacom era really does feel like some of the least theologically charged Odyssey ever oh, got. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely the farthest from the like it's, the narrow path. <laughs> right. Like, there are morality tales mm-hmm. yeah. and a the spy Bible. mystery. Yeah. But, like, even, like, I feel like we haven't really talked about that much. But, like, even, like, Blackard is way more... Theologically or spiritually is better because it's not really theologically charged, but it's no. very spiritually charged. Yeah, it's like spiritual warfare, and right? The whole In a way that like Novacom flirts with, but is more more focused on what if we did like entertaining spy stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and yeah, this feels like it's in a similar vein. Mm-hmm. And then, and I even think that carries through pretty well into like your Green Ring and stuff. Like, mm, yeah. I don't think about Green Ring as being particularly, like, ideologically charged. No, no. Um, not really. And then, I mean, there's the whole, like, counterfeit faith theme, right. I guess, that but runs it's not, it. it's But it's not the hard pivot that's like, ties the bind brings. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, as we stated, like, to the level of Blackguard, where it's, like, very much central to the plot right. that there's, like, a spiritual battle going right. on. Right, well, it's like, early Odyssey needed to shoehorn scripture into every episode, like, pretty, like, within the context of the episode, mm-hmm. whereas latter Odyssey, or this era of Odyssey, seems content to just kind of give Chris a little plug at the end for, yeah. like, the Novacom stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think, it, yeah, it's probably what, yeah, what makes those episodes more palatable. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Probably is what makes them better. And, and, and yeah, and not that, not that we came down super critically on Blackard. No, we didn't. But... It, but it has more moments where you're like, huh, they're trying to, like, they're really going for something here. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, um, they're psychology going for something. Whatever. <laughs> yes, exactly. Whereas, yeah, I don't know that Novacom was going for anything other than... Telling a good story. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, well, and it makes sense that they were able to do that because it was, I think at that time, shifted more towards what have we already created rather than like still establishing their identity sure it's like oh we've got this great super filled out town so we can have like a community-wide um kind of event where you get something like novacom that touches you know corners of odyssey that you don't really regularly visit or you know vaguely but you don't have personal attachment to and and you get to do all these really cool things yeah yeah and you don't we should just cover novacom we haven't yeah. done that, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> How did we forget? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man. But yeah, I hmm. This is this is really interesting. I I, I don't know. I, I feel like we haven't quite hit put put a, put a finger on this before. No, no, I'm, certainly not. Now I'm now I'm happy about it. Yeah. Um But yeah, and the Right, I think it's also telling that this era of the show is when like the like last chance detectives happens Mm -hmm. which is them going even more of like what if we just made a show that like wasn't like what if we made a show that truly wasn't christian and that wasn't like uh part of i mean like it's tangentially there and we're focused on the family and like Mm -hmm. the goal is to get you to listen to our other stuff but we were trying to make something that's like generally consumable yeah generally consumable just good entertainment foot in the door type stuff well and they also do the whole um their whole audio theater Mm spinoff of like what if we did like what if we dramatized classic literature? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some yeah. of which is explicitly Christian in like the C.S. Lewis yeah, stuff, yeah, and others of which isn't. Yeah, I saw they like <laughs> they did Les Mis, <laughs> right? Like so, so there's yeah. I mean, that's, biblical themes of Les Mis. Sure, sure, and that's yeah, that's that's I'm sure what they're what they're going for there. Like they're not they're not covering something that's explicitly not Christian. Beowulf. <laughs> But like, but yeah, they they have a little bit, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just the 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 ebbs and flows of of the show, and mm-hmm. yeah, this era where I feel like is where we most come up against the like. It just kind of feels like an episode of Arthur. Yeah, no, or, exactly. Or of a spy show, mm-hmm. um, or of any other just relatively wholesome kids programming that's like. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And you right, you have the you have early Odyssey which is trying to establish that that foothold. Mm-hmm. And then like at this point we're just kind of coasting. Yeah. But then like I don't I don't quite because I'm not super familiar with New Odyssey. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I know I can easily put my finger on where that shift begins or like starts to pivot hard back. Obviously though, ties that bind is yeah. Is that I think it's interesting though that ties that bind is 2014, mm-hmm. which it feels like if Odyssey was gonna like pivot hard back, it would have happened like I don't know maybe a year or two after that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like it's interesting that they almost preempt. Yeah, they some of the like <laughs> they jump the gun, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. but it's like they I don't know maybe maybe they just read it in the tea leaves or something <laughs> that like a wave's coming and we gotta like prepare the kids for yeah. what's next. But, like, it is, yeah, it is such a, yeah, I'm just like, what was, what was it that made them think in 2014, like, oh, now's the time? Well, when was gay marriage legal? That is literally what I, as soon as I said that, I was like, shoot, that was it was either 2012 or it was 2014. It was one of the other. I was going to say, I, it is it is for sure in that in that range. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Is that's that's a hundred percent what that? Oh, what a bummer. <laughs> oh, oh, Odyssey. It is uh, June 26, 2015, actually. So so this was no, you were right. It so this was ahead of that as well. Yep. Yep. All right. 
I, I, you know what? I'm done psychoanalyzing Odyssey. Let's talk about the seven deadly dwarves. Amen. This episode. We were like, is a this trip. is going to be one of our shortest episodes ever, like Bethany's Flood, and then we just spent ten minutes talking about the entire scope of the show. <laughs> But that's what you get out of the last of, a, of an era. You exactly. Know? There yeah. is there is one. So we had already covered two roads. So we skipped that one. Mm-hmm. There's the unreleased episode that mm-hmm. we cannot cover be- unless someone leaks it to us. I'm looking at you, Nathan Hubler. Please, um, please, dear God. And there is one other that like kind of counts but doesn't, mm-hmm. which is Welcome to Wit's End, mm-hmm. which is a 15 minute teaser they recorded that was basically like this is an on-ramp for people to get into odyssey and it's not part of this era and it's not it doesn't air on the radio yeah it's not split with something else but it is a short episode so the wiki lists it uh okay i did wonder why that was on there okay that makes sense yep. well i you 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 wonder andrew and i i, I you answer. answer that's that's my that's my thing that's, uh, that's before we jump into our coverage do you have any memories of this episode as a child like did you no. did you listen to this at all yes in that i know i listened to this album yeah yeah at least once but yeah. i think more than that but i i mean i think it was probably a two-time album yeah. i think that the cover art got me at least once probably twice <laughs> it's good it's good cover art but i but i don't think that this was not one that i like continually went back to and so i don't have a, i didn't have a good memory of of seven deadly dwarfs i <laughs> This was one that we got from the church library that never made it back when we returned it, so we just had this cassette. <laughs> oh, uh, nice. So that's the thing, Andrew, is I might have listened to this <laughs> album a bunch of times and never listened to this episode and it would because be, the cassette was at your house. That would be my fault, or most likely Brendan's. But. Yeah. Friend of the show, Brendan Sabo. Uh, yes. <laughs> We haven't had it on in so long because we're secretly resentful of him. <laughs> the more episodes yeah. we cover, the more we realize the terror yeah, he's man, I, I know. Like, he he shielded me from this great episode. Yeah, exactly. Which, I yeah, I'm like, I'm confident I heard it once for sure. Um, but whether that was on cassette or on the radio online yeah. is, is unknown. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. So this episode begins. uh, Does it? (laughs) Does it? (laughs) We can't be sure. With the shepherds coming back from church, um, talking about, uh, or talking to Bethany, like, about what she learned in church. And she says that, oh, we learned about the seven deadly uh, dwarves. But then they're like, no, that's wrong. It's the seven deadly sins. And And uh, Aubrey chimes in to say that she had read Snow White to her the night before. Exactly. And then word association, and, right, the right. episode. Yeah, and then and then right conversation goes on mm-hmm. to yeah to talk about um about about uh, um what her Ben is like tells Aubrey that he was cleaning out the garage and mm-hmm. he found Jared's bugging equipment, which mm-hmm. I love. Yeah, once again, like we previously talked about that with him having with her having his lock pick mm-hmm. in the uh, treasure room episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and now we're coming back around <laughs> his bugging. Yeah, I just I love that Jared. Jared was like, "I'm leaving town. You're new here. What if you had?" 
all of my like nefarious equipment what if i just gave you like you know means of stealing things yeah anything right just just like all my all my like janky spy stuff i love it um but the reason that's mentioned is so that they can say his last name which is Mm -hmm. dwight Mm -hmm. um so that that can be a part of bethany's dream we also though have she's he asks her to like return Jared's equipment to the hardware store, which yeah. makes no sense except that they want hardware store as part of the plot. They really do. And then yeah, it wouldn't he, have worked if it was an electronic ben, store. <laughs> right. And then Ben needs to use his stepladder to, mm-hmm. to do something around the house that, yeah. that Ellen's asking for him to do. And all of those things are going to... Oh, it's she's hanging the mirror in the hall. And yes. And he uses the stepladder to hang the mirror. Yep. And Bethany starts to drift to sleep. And Aubrey refers to her as Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. We're going in to mm-hmm. Dream World again. Fun times. Dream World is so, so special. Before we get into the dream itself... This concept of the seven deadly sins, mm-hmm. was that something you were exposed to as a child? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was not what? a factor <laughs> of my upbringing. I mean, so I don't know that it was always a a big deal, like, but it was, yeah, it was, there was the fruits of the spirit and the seven deadly sins, and those were the, yep. those were the things that I you knew. I think that's a homeschool thing. <laughs> it probably <Because> was. <laughs> seven deadly sins is only a phrase I know from pop culture. Is it in the Bible? I don't believe so. It's um, gotta be. I mean, like, I, I don't think that that phrase yeah. is. I mean, that the list of those yeah. sins for sure is, but, like, that was not... Yeah, that was not a thing I ever, I ever encountered, and so it was. Oh like, no, no, it does says uh, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to Him, and then goes okay. on to list them. Sure, where is that found? Oh, let me click that link real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Proverbs six sixteen. I'm sorry, six sixteen through nineteen. Okay, sure. It just yeah, it was not. That was not a part of my like understanding of sin and the bible like it just mm-hmm. that was never a part of like my theological upbringing no yeah and so yeah it's like i i know about it because like things in the world in the real world reference it no um, for sure yeah i think that that was probably my first exposure to it was f- from movie like hearing about movies like 6 or was it is it no it's 7 the the, the one about the seven deadly sins with the with the seven people dying in seven different ways. It would have been funny if that was a bit, Andrew. <laughs> no, no, it would have been really funny if yeah. that was how if I was smart yeah. enough to not just trip over my words. Yeah, that's fine. Should have been called eight. The seventh or the eighth sin being Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it so so right so we go we go into the dream mm-hmm. and uh we get a we get Corey burton mm-hmm. doing a great job as the narrator bang up job Corey burton what a guy oh i um fun fact i was just watching the hercules animated series 
with my brother the other night. Yeah. Sure. For reasons. Um, <laughs> I was expecting you to say my nephew. No, no, and no, no. you no. said brother. No, my brother, the one that's seven years older than me, was like, yo, Andrew, you, you've got to watch this. And I heard so many voices I recognized from Odyssey, and Corey Burton was one of them. <laughs> this, this, was this, this came out following the original movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah following the original movie, for sure. Yeah. I think it was uh, 1997. Sure. To and I assume now it's on Disney Plus. Or yeah, something. yeah, yep, yep, exactly. Oh man! <laughs> but Corey Burton is does some heavy hitting in that show. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. I yeah, I'm always always thrilled to hear him. And yeah, he does he does a great job as the narrator. Which then Bethany like does some like fourth wall breaks. Mm-hmm. And, like it's like a it's a whole thing. Um, like it's your dream (laughs) but yeah it just right it just becomes a lot of which i also i feel like is a is a joke odyssey has leaned on in the past Mm -hmm. of the it's your dream kind of thing oh yeah yeah. like i feel like that why does this not make sense i don't know it's your it's your problem you're listening to this (laughs) right yep um and so yeah it's just it's all this all this stuff like quick quippy humor Mm, some of it's quippy a lot of it's clunky no yeah the clunkiest being like the the evil stepmother being replaced by the good stepladder father yeah yeah it's i didn't think it was bad i think i think stepladder i think it's hilarious (laughs) in how rough it is yeah yeah and then, oh, there was some point when in the run-up where she was talking Wait, about... Wait, it wasn't intentionally rough? You don't think that was... I was I was <sighs> operating under the guise that all of the clunky jokes were like... No, no, it, it, for sure, they knew it was clunky. It's just the question of does it cross the Maryland point or not? That's fair. Like, yeah. has it fully crested being that bad that it's now fun? Mm-hmm. Or is it like... It's still just bad. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think that it has. And so, yeah, there's... <laughs> there, there... Jared left a fancy mirror... <laughs> Right. in this instead of the yep. spy equipment yeah it's weird weird thing about you right jared's her cousin yep. in this dream mm-hmm. the because everyone's got to be related because it's a fairy tale mm-hmm. before she went into the dream she mentioned sloths mm-hmm. um because when her dad was rattling off the seven deadly sins and one sloth mm-hmm. and she says like sloths like her in the amazon are sloths in the amazon yeah no, I mean there are lots of places. They're, okay. They they mostly hang out in jungles because right. High I mean, trees. makes sense. For some reason, I thought more like Southeast Asia when I think sloths. Both than I think <laughs> Amazon. Well, thanks to Amazon.com, uh, the Amazon rainforest is currently under renovation, so <laughs> they probably will be moving towards Southeast Asia in the near future. <laughs> Maybe they can get prime really shipping. Really easy commute. <laughs> All right, good work. Thank you. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Um, and so, yeah, so there are... I was impressed by the fact that they had an Amazon.com joke in this and that that held yes. up as well as it did. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, wow, that is prescient. I like, can, like, I cannot believe that this thing I found in the back of the fridge is still edible. <laughs> right, right, because it could... Ha- there are so many things it could have been from that yeah, era yeah. that wouldn't have landed yeah. today. Yeah. You could have made it like like in the in the event that it was like napster yeah or, or yeah <laughs> and 
AOL. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, there are so many, so many companies from that Even time. Even a MySpace joke would have been. Bad. Sure. I mean, this is pre-MySpace. Pre it's yeah. like, this is so early internet. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's 2000. And so. This is it, a cutting edge Amazon joke. <laughs> right. So it just feels like, man, they they don't know what they're doing, but I but I, I, I do, and I, and I like it. Um and so right, so she's got she she lives in the Amazon with weirdly a weird call out for Aborigines to mm-hmm. be there from Australia. I don't yep, I don't understand wrong. why that's happening. I think it's just uh, using the wrong word. <laughs> I guess. And then right, there's the Amazon.com thing. Oh, and then right, we get we get a didgeridoo. Yes, there which is, is that. The, is the advantage to having the Aborigines <laughs> brought into this is. Cheering a didgeridoo. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm it's a fun I'm here. I'm here for the didgeridoo. And oh, then, there's a line in Letterkenny where he goes to a youth group and the youth pastor has a didgeridoo <laughs> and the kid doesn't know what to do with himself. What's and a didgeridoo so, with himself? Yeah. No. Yeah. And I'm oh, sorry. Is that the up, joke? No. The pastor comes oh. up and is like, did you like it? And he's like, no. And then walks away and he's like, oh, so you're more of a didgeridoo-don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there you yep. go. Mm-hmm. That's my plug for this week. I yep. Letter Kenny here for it. Um, and then yeah. So she's stumbling through the forest and comes around a cottage cheese house, which is officially the nightmare. grossest sound effect that Odyssey has ever created. Absolute nightmare. It, it really um, it really paints a picture. Mm-hmm. Like. Lumpy, squishy everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Major, major shout-outs to either Rob Jorgensen or maybe Al Jansen, although I think it's probably Rob Jorgensen who's responsible for Presumably filling up a bathtub with cottage cheese well, and stamping so, around in it for Foley so work. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if you... So when I used to listen to Wits End, like to the radio online, uh-huh. there were... Like trailer, so there was like a um, an ad that they would run for. I forget if it was for like bonus features on albums or mm. if it, it might have been. It was probably for the official podcast. Oh, um, but regardless, there's a clip of someone saying, "We created this sound by walking through oatmeal." No, and this is yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. But, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's that, exactly it. Yep. That clip of we made this. We created this sound by walking through oatmeal <laughs> yeah. is like one of those phrases that is glued in my mind because <laughs> yep, yep. I heard that dumb so ad constantly. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it was for the podcast. And so this is this is the sound that they created by walking through oatmeal. I hope so. No, I mean that's that's that's. Oh wait, actually. Oh, I'm, fact check. Authentically, this is the oatmeal episode. <laughs> man, that's disappointing. I really hope that they would just go the full nine for cottage cheese. I, man, <laughs> such such incredible foley work. It's so good. <laughs> it's I, too good. It is. It's upsetting. <laughs> yeah, it is really upsetting. I don't. I don't want to walk on cottage cheese. Yeah. No, I'm. Yeah. Oh, and I are you are you a cottage cheese person, Andrew? Nope. Yeah, me either. I think cottage cheese is incredible. Um, not 
to me, but I think that as a substance, it amazes me because if you can do good things with it, it's super high in protein and it has like the salt and cheese flavor without like any of the fat of the cheese. So I think it can be magic, but you respect those who, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, if you can can appreciate it and can use it well, the, uh, the, 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 the nearby diner that's that's near and dear to your heart and mm-hmm. mine um famously has a menu item that is cottage cheese with apple butter oh as a side. yeah <laughs> that 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 sounds like a nightmare that's it really does that, i mean this actually sounded like a nightmare but right right yeah yeah i mean you know what i would take that over cottage cheese house if i had to ha- experience one in real life I would take the audio of cottage cheese house True. over eating, eating apple butter or even looking at apple butter cottage smelling, cheese. Smelling yeah. apple butter cottage cheese would probably be yeah. all it took for me to uh, lose my lunch. Yeah. But yeah, well, yeah, just just mad respect for the for the to, Foley work. To Rob and and his work in this episode cuz it is truly something to write home about. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and even just the the, the voice effects on the dwarves. Oh, yeah, no, everything. the whole episode sounds great. Yeah, they they blew all their budget on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so uh, Bethany falls asleep on a bed of lettuce. Which, amen. <laughs> right. I can't yep. imagine. Like, it looks comfy. Yeah. If no, I was that does small sound enough. Good. Yeah. Sign me up for the lettuce bed. Um, and then, and then um, the dwarves arrive. The the, the she, demon dwarves. When she, wakes, when she wakes up, we we get the seven d- deadly dwarves, um, and they uh, they all reveal themselves as mm-hmm. and introduce themselves. And boy, is lost really putting it on. So, uh, yeah, I was surprised that they let her be so horny. In all honesty, it was <laughs> astonishing. She's like salaciously getting close to the mic and uh-huh. using inflection. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like, this is for children. Like, are yeah. you trying to turn them on? No. Was that your goal? You're no, 16. I'm, like- I'm aroused. <laughs> but- <laughs> I was just like, it's, it's, it's even wild when... Ben is rattling them off in the car that he mm-hmm. says lust. Oh, yeah. In Odyssey. Yeah. I was like, it could have just been, like, desire and probably been fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you went lust, and I respect it. And then you personified lust, and you didn't hold back. No, you did not. <laughs> that was where their budget oh, went. It went yeah. to, to, and to unf- bust out the lust. And unfortunately, no one seems to be able to tell who is voicing the dwarves it's no. not on the wiki it's not like well credited in the episode so we're just left to speculate cory burton's my money <laughs> <laughs> is cory burton lust as well he's the mirror yeah yeah um and so right then she is given a poison apple mm-hmm. i i really don't remember how snow white goes as a story do you have enough of a because it is the weird thing where it's like last time they, Bethany's flood was like, what if we riffed on the Bible? And this one's like, what if we riffed on like seven deadly sins and a fairy tale together and, at yeah. the same time? Yeah, this will surely not cause any problems. Um, but yeah, there, there's a poison apple in Snow yeah, White. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, because okay. that's when she falls asleep and then the prince comes and wakes her up like kissing her. There's a lot of okay. kissing sleeping women. And in, in the OG okay. Disney, um, 
Yeah. I'm trying to think. Right, what cause she, was like, yeah, because she gets banished because the mirror says that she's going to be queen, right? And so the evil, wicked... Maleficent, right? Yeah, yeah Maleficent <laughs> and, uh, banishes her and sends her away. And so she goes and lives with the dwarves. And then... Yeah. You know, they made a second Maleficent? Yes, I Think I about that often as just one of those, like, wow, that happened and we've never, like, really reckoned with that as a culture. No, no, we really... I mean... Speaking of lust, did you see Angelina Jolie as Maleficent? Right, well, I mean, right, that's the thing, is that, like, we, we, let, we let Angelina Jolie do two of those. Yeah, why? Like, that's kind <laughs> of wild. Also, is they're, they're in some way tied to the Lily Collins Cinderella? Are they? Is that, I, I think I'm right about that. I haven't seen, I've only seen the first Maleficent, but I haven't seen any other of the, like, the live-action ones. Yeah. With the yeah, exception I of, I saw Beauty and the Beast, I guess, but that didn't have any tie-ins. Have I seen any live-action Disney? I don't think so. I don't think I've seen any, caught any of, like, the, these live-action remakes. I saw, I guess I saw The Jungle Book. That was I, good. I didn't see but Jungle it, but, Book. I didn't see Lion King. I didn't see Beauty and the Beast. I didn't see. No, um, I think I yeah, maybe I did see. All I, didn't of them. See, I didn't see Cinderella. I didn't see Cinderella or or, or either of the Maleficent's. Maleficent two is so too wait. Fast, oh wait, so Maleficent. wait. Maleficent is the is the is the is the Cinderella. She the Cinderella witch and not the Snow White witch. Did no, I just no, 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 no. Two of those. No, there is no evil witch in Cinderella. Oh, it's just an evil, evil stepmother. stepmother. Yeah, good sure, witch. Sure, sure. Snow White and the Huntsman isn't one of those, but no. it feels like it, it is. It should be. Oh, and that's the other one I haven't seen, which I is going to be the one that I see. Is freaking Robert Zemeckis' Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is the one. Wait, did you actually watch it? No. No, I haven't, but I'm going to. I've seen yeah. every Zemeckis movie. Yeah. That shouldn't be the one that breaks me. It will, though. From everything yeah, I heard no, I know. I Shout know, out Blank I Check. Know. <laughs> but is it... Is it possible that that's his worst movie? Yeah. I oh, guess. I think I think very much so. Based on my understanding of the CGI in it, I think there's a good chance it's his worst movie. Yeah, but uh, he's made so many. I mean, he's made he's made so many masterpieces. Um, and also, yeah, some <laughs> stuff I don't. He's just throwing it all at the board. They can't all stick. Yeah. Oh man, what a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um anyway <laughs> so uh the king finds out that bethany has gone away and disappeared and uh goes to the mirror the mirror is like nah i won't talk i won't tell you where she is and then the the king threatens to break the mirror and the mirror surprisingly changed his mind i didn't think he was going to <laughs> uh, and so the king then goes and finds uh bethany in the cottage cheese house <laughs> Surrounded mm-hmm. by the seven deadly dwarves. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. So we got we got to talk about Corey Burton's incredible performance as the mirror. It's stunning. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. He he's he is doing Hal Nine Thousand to a pitch mm-hmm. with Dave and everything. Like mm-hmm. it's truly, and they'll retread this ground with my girl Hallie. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that instance, it's a woman, so mm-hmm. it's fun. And a twist, and this is just like I don't know. What if the mirror was how? Which then I'm yeah. like, implication that like 
Bethany has watched 2001 A Space Odyssey? A little bit. A little bit. Which, I mean, probably fine. That movie is PG, if not G. Like, that is it's not... PG. Yeah. yeah, that is not a particular... I, I don't think it's a movie that would be enjoyable to a child. That that was always my exposure to it. Was, also, you can watch it if you want. <laughs> right. Also, I guess it does... I guess it does have, like evolution as a theme which you know but but she didn't used to be a christian so maybe that's the loophole Mm. regardless um yeah her her dad talks to talks to this mirror um and cory burton kills it with the performance yeah oh right do we mention that snow snow dwight decides or bethany decides to betray her father the dwarves convince her to do that oh yes 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 yeah and then that doesn't actually go anywhere. No. Mm-mm. But her dad, you know, arrives at the scene, refers to the dwarves as vertically and, and morally, morally challenged people, which is incredible. a banger of a line. Just absolutely gust them out of the room. You've been defeated, my friends. Yeah. And then she... Um, or that he, he, they're like, ah, you know, we, we can't release her and she's eating the poison apple unless we get someone of like equal or greater value. And mm-hmm. so he sacrifices himself. Classic. Uh-huh. Good and dad then, move. Yeah. And then she asks. That's for, why I don't want to have kids. Cause then, then inevitably end up dying for them. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's the only reason. Yeah, that's very uh, Christian nationalist of you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Real father of daughters over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> <laughs> and so he he then yeah he he she then comes to him and he's mm-hmm. he's all tied up by the dwarves and she asks for forgiveness mm-hmm. and he. He, he forgives her, and that causes him to be able to free himself. Mm-hmm. And we find out the power of love is stronger than sin and death. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and the Huey Lewis in the news song. That's the power of love! Are you familiar with it? Yeah, obviously. Okay. Robert Zemeckis tired. <laughs> God bless. Oh, uh, yeah. Coming full circle. Um, and the, uh, yeah, then then they quote uh, Corinthians 13 um, with all the all the love talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and how, or they do like the spin on it, which is like how all these pieces of love overcome these pieces of sin. But yeah. like it's obviously drawing heavily on on that first Corinthians yeah. passage. Um, yeah, and, and as he's going through it, um, is stronger than betrayal, is not provoked to anger. The seven deadly dwarves like get basically get flushed right. down the dream drain. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, with with all in their special voices as yep. only they could. Yep. Um, the then, envious one, where it's like, oh, <laughs> that's me. Yep. And he just goes. <laughs> and then they uh, they all live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. And the shepherds get home, and Eugene is waiting for them because of. Of course he is. Yeah, no reason here other than I guess they like want like Will Ryan was already in the yeah. studio to do other voices. Yeah, because he Ryan. plays he plays her. No, it's not her dad. He plays. Shoot, who he plays someone in the or no he doesn't play someone in the dream. He plays no he plays someone in the dream right. Yeah, 
No, he he voices one of the dwarves, I thought. No, no. No. He's the oh, hardware store man is what he's credited as on the wiki. <laughs> so he's not yeah, I think he's stepdad. No. Nope. Ben is a hundred percent. Oh, that's that's Jerry. Stepladder father. Yeah, that's Jerry Hauser. Jerry Hauser. But Regardless, they already had Will Ryan in the studio, and they were like, what if you recorded lines as Eugene, I guess, so that we could mirror the episode in which Connie experienced this? Like, there's no reason for... I don't know why Eugene's at the Timothy Center. Well, they do that a little bit, where he's like, oh, I'm just here to drop off some stuff or whatever. Sure. Some yada yada reason. Okay. They do. Um, I I take it back. They give give a a reason. barely uh-huh and then bethany recounts her crazy dream to eugene when he asks her how church was yeah. and concludes that love covers a polkitude of sins right. which it does and uh eugene then argues that actually she got all of the story right mm-hmm. yeah yeah because uh bethany or aubrey's like yeah you got it all wrong and eugene's like ah, but actually i think you got it completely right yeah I don't know. Fun episode. Very fun. It's, Very zany. It is, right. It's the dumbest. It's mm-hmm. like the dumbest Odyssey gets, but in a good way. Yeah. Rather than like a frustrating. Like I, right. I will take. I will take an Odyssey that is silly over an Odyssey that is like, you know, I don't know, evil. Yeah. Hateful. <laughs> yeah. Blatantly uh, right. ignorant, maybe. Right. No, no, this is fun. This is yeah. fun and, and silly, and it's a good time. And, and like we said at the top, like this is kind of a period of the show where they're a bit farther away from from um, their Bible-thumping roots. And so they're able to do kind of stuff like this, which is cool and different. And, yeah, I, I'm real sad that there's no more split episodes. I, I hope they bring them back because it's, it's just fun. Yeah. But they don't really have the community and odyssey it doesn't, i don't think it doesn't anymore. make sense although i think and i could be wrong but i think that there are some club episodes that get into this territory from the little bit of like perusing i've done okay where there's like there's like weird like alice in wonderland adaptations mm-hmm. and stuff on the club but they're not split no, no, but I'm saying, like, tonally, mm. I imagine get closer to this than, okay. um, than you know, the mainstream Odyssey ever gets. Well, but no, 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 no split episodes. And, yeah, I, I think, and we'll, we, we've got a, we've got a forthcoming episode um, that, that, who knows when, when you'll get it, but uh, kind of, we're going to go through and recap and break down all of the uh, split episode stuff and give our definitive rankings and whatnot. Um, and so I think, yeah, we can we can save some of our closing thoughts on split episode for that. Definitely. Um, but yeah, this was a fun journey, a so great much way fun. to kill a summer and a large portion of the fall. <laughs> and yeah, no, yeah, just. I've- appreciate everybody that listened along and yeah likes the show and all that and just the fun shenanigans that we get to do because we want to (laughs) yeah yeah um anything else you want to you want to hit on here as we uh as we wrap up andrew uh any plugs per se yeah yeah do you do you want to well closing thoughts i feel like we've already covered so yeah you you got you got plugs well well, i already plugged letter kenny so there you go uh it's on a hulu very good um also 
Leaves are changing. Go look at leaves. When you see pretty leaves, say something. Make a fool out of yourself. Appreciate the trees. They're dying. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Appreciate the trees. You heard it here first, folks. Um, Any plugs for you? Uh, I feel like I should plug 2001. Yeah. Space Odyssey. I haven't seen it re- ever. I almost said recently, but never. I really want to. <laughs> it is great. Mm-hmm. It is one where I highly recommend it is a big enough deal that it plays theaters mm-hmm. with a decent amount of regularity, and I highly recommend yeah. it. Yeah. I saw it about a year ago in for the first time. Yeah, in um, at the uh, Museum of the Moving Image in okay. New York City. So um, cool. I went to a screening of that, and then they had, at the time an exhibit um, (laughs) with tons of Of props props and and, you know literal like annotated by stanley kubrick like scripts that's so cool all (laughs) this stuff that i had such a great time um looking through so uh not that that uh exhibit is currently available at the, the the you know that that time has passed um but but go see the movie if you get the chance to see it in a theater go for it it is it's a great movie to just kind of turn yourself over to exactly to just go on the ride yeah i'm always like mildly annoyed when someone pulls out a phone in a movie Mm -hmm. um like when watching a movie but especially uh that that would really be like heartbreaking well it's such i mean the soundtrack is just so beautiful Mm -hmm. and immersive it just yeah good movie um and then uh and then i have i have a uh i have a review oh um, to read one star presumably one one whole star for us this is this is a five star review from martin dithers who says very entertaining this podcast is so much fun. I've listened to every single AIO episode multiple times, and it's always fun to hear someone else's thoughts on them. And you guys do it in such an entertaining way. I laughed Aww. I laughed during almost every episode of your podcast. Hey, you know, I don't laugh laugh during every episode of the podcast, so like No, no, that would be that would be very um uh self self aggrandizing. Yeah, you would exactly. never you would never do that. No, no, no. Um so so yeah thank you uh thank you reviewers um as always if you'd like to leave reviews for us um you can do that on the uh on our page on apple podcasts um if you're in the u.s we see those reviews regularly and that's where how we know to read them if you're not in the u.s or if you want to leave us a review on another platform Mm -hmm. um do us a favor and and send us an email or a DM on Twitter and Instagram. So get in contact with us in some way just to let us know that mm-hmm. you did that. Um, so so that we, we can, can take track a look. it down. Because yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the reviews are great for helping people find our show and get mm-hmm. in that way. Um, but they also are great for our self-esteem and like are part of what makes this show worth doing. Yeah, um, yeah largely so so if yeah not only do we want to credit you and get to read it out loud on the show um but also each and every review um is meaningful to us yeah um unless it's less than five stars unless it's less than it's actual garbage um yep so 
don't allow room for that in my <laughs> brain. Sorry. So yeah, uh, thank you all for listening uh, to Hot Split Episode Summer mm. and and the continuation into Fall. And um, yeah, we're going to be. Uh, you probably guessed this if you've been listening to us for a while. But uh, we're going to be going episode to episode here with maybe some Dylan's choice, maybe some Andrew's choice, probably some guest episodes. Definitely got, some guest episodes. Got some, you know, exciting returning guests, maybe some exciting new guests, you know. Hold on to be, your butts. It's coming. It should be a uh, a fun, um, yeah, just fall of, of guests. Yeah. No, and, this uh, is one of the most fun times to do the show is when yeah. we get to do it with people that we really like and some people that we admire and some people that we begrudgingly befriend and yeah you know yeah. just <laughs> everyone in between so and much fun yeah i will uh i will state once again just to set set this boundary which is well two things one uh because of the hecticness of scheduling this season we don't announce the episode we're doing ahead of time mm-hmm. so when it pops up in your podcast feed that's when you know to what listen. it's gonna be um and the second piece is always uh, with guest season. If you don't like the guest or have a problem with them, your problem is not with the guest. It is with us. Yes. Yes. So do not badger the guests on social media. If you would like to say something nice to them, go for it. And if you have something nice to say to them, but they're not on social media or you don't have the social media that they're on, feel free to send it to us and we will make sure it gets to mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Um, but all criticisms of guests get directed at us because we're responsible for who comes on the show. Mm-hmm. So Hate me, not yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm so they, okay with being hated. <laughs> they have our... They clearly have our endorsement if we're letting them on the show. And if for some reason we didn't like what a guest said, we wouldn't air the episode. Yep. So if it's going out there, like, we're here for it. And so, yeah, just just be nice because this, mm-hmm. is, this is one of, yeah, the most rewarding parts of doing this show. Um, yeah. I feel like the two. And if you don't play nice in the sandbox, you're gonna have to go sit in the corner, and you won't be out for recess. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm I'm sorry. You got you got a little bit of 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 dad, Dylan. I'm uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I'll try and tone it down, but I just wanted to to get that out of the way here before guest season starts. Um, yeah, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week with an episode featuring someone. Maybe just us. Who knows? Bye, guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast. It has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalk Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. The Seven Deadly Dwarves was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of Wad Fam Chalk Pie.